Hey guys, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. And you're listening to Unqualified Therapists Inc. Inc. <laughs> the only UTI you do not want. <laughs> you do, you, no, they no, you do, do want. <laughs> Sarah will cut that out. <laughs> Happy post Thanksgiving, Amy. How was your holiday? It was a lot of days without my nanny. Oh, I think like <laughs> six. Too many. I was. Six. I almost kissed her today when I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> because my children behave differently when she's around. Of and course, it was. Um, it was really hard. Mm. Like really, really hard. Solo momming it is very hard. Um, and I forget how hard it is because I have this nanny that is like the best human in the world to raise my children with. So, mm. yeah. So, you know, it was all right. I, I found some found some joy. <laughs> in places. In places. Yes. In places where there was no meltdowns by my child. Yeah. How about you? Same. I don't have a nanny, but um, you have a Randy. I have a Randy, and that's yeah. yeah, that's equally as good. Yeah. So mine was you know tough because they're not in school and they don't have school to focus on, so they just focus on me, which is <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they should be self sufficient by that. No, time. they are. They are self sufficient, but they are also very. Um, they are stage five clingers. So oh yeah, you know. I mean. Not to be too crass, but, you know, this is us. Yeah. So here we go. I said probably 20 times this weekend I or this week or whatever it was, I said, you would climb back up in my vagina if I you could. I say that all the time. I mean, time. it is like. I've said that. That Willow and, would, if she could climb like back into my uterus, like, she yeah, would. Nods. Yeah, like, He's yeah, like, yeah. yeah I wish mom. I could. <laughs> yeah, mom. Oh, Avery. Yeah. So, um. Both of mine are like that, unfortunately, and they're 10 and 7. So you would think that maybe I would have a little uh, space, space, but yeah. I do not. Um, yeah. So anyways, but Thanksgiving was actually really cool. We had pizza and played games, and it was very untraditional. We did list things that we were thankful for, and that was quite lovely to listen to what my kids had to say. So it was Aww. really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, we relaxed most of the day and then went to um, Mike's sister's house. That was definitely a new tradition for us. Um, <laughs> and Lily was so good. She's the one I worried about. And then, of course, Avery was the one that melted down in the end. But It's never the one you think it's going to be. It isn't. Mm -mm. No, it really isn't. But, I mean, 99% of it was lovely. That last percentage, man. Whew. But sometimes it's that last percent that it takes everything out of you. It does. It's like, yeah. It does. Yeah. I passed out in my clothes that night. <laughs> oh. It was terrible. Oh, um, so not even sorry. for a good reason. So yeah, right, right. But, it's not even I mean, like you're like, yes, I was partying. I, I just passed out in my clothes. I know. Yeah. So it was a tough. It was a tough mom weekend. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, did um, you watch anything good though to help yes. relieve that? Yes. My friend came over with her daughter, and they did like a sleepover thing. They're in our circle of people. Of trust. Yes, I got you. Uh -huh, yes, uh -huh. the circle just, of trust. Just letting yes. everybody know. Mm -hmm. um, and so they played with Avery a little bit, and that helped. But the next day, we just decided that we were all, not all, just my Jesse and I were hungover. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
slavery was so hard over. <laughs> That's how bad of a weekend. I'm just kidding. So um, we decided to just go right into it and started having Bloody Marys. Watching what I like to call the new Hallmark, which is Netflix. Yeah. Their cheesy ass Christmas movies are divine. <laughs> It is, they're so good because they are not as cheesy, but I don't know, man. It was so good. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite one? I don't know you their know, names. I know the titles are so I don't know bad. their names, but I know like, is your, here's a line. Is your name Christmas? Because I want to marry you. OMG. <laughs> That's horrible. Wait, another one was this guy pops up in the bar and he's like, looks like Santa brought my gift early. Ew. <laughs> That's just no. Oh, it was so bad, but it was perfect Bloody Mary drinking <laughs> movies. I, I I did. Mine mindless things of that nature are lovely sometimes. How about you? Did you watch something probably like a documentary? <laughs> Very like <laughs> studious of you. Um, no, I do love my documentaries. I, I do too. I'm them. just I don't know yeah. why I'm making <laughs> I know. You bitch. <laughs> wasted all my brain space on Netflix Hallmark. I watched nothing that would add intelligence <laughs> to my life. But I did watch, and now I can't remember what it's called. Happiest it's called. Season. Happiest Season. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's Taylor. We'll be introducing her in a moment. <laughs> no, I'm sitting over here like, can I make noise? <laughs> of course. Yes, of course. Uh, but Happiest Season, and I adored it. It was so great, and it was something, so it's rated PG-13, so I was like, I am definitely watching this with my kids, because the message behind it is so awesome. So Dan, see, I always call Eugene Levy Daniel Levy. I always want to call him Levy. I don't know why. No. But anyways, Dan Levy is in it from Schitt's Creek. Okay. Are you a Schitt's Creek watcher? I am. Okay. All right. And for anyone out there that's not, I just have to tell you, get through the first two seasons. Just yes. do it. You'll be so I'm thankful. Just the first couple episodes. Oh, yes. God, no. And it took me like, the entire first season. Really? I was like, these people suck. <laughs> <laughs> and now I love it so much. I love it. Oh, it's so good. But he's in it, which was what attracted me to watch it. I was okay. like, okay, if he's in it, this has to be good. <clears throat> but it's Kristen Stewart, and mm -hmm. I don't know the other lead woman's name. Do you know her or if she's been in anything before? Oh, Taylor? no. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. She looks super familiar. Like, I think she might have been in something when she was younger, like maybe like child actor or something. I literally can't even picture her face right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched it, so <laughs> I sound memorable. So it's Kristen Stewart and, oh God, I feel so bad, this other woman. And they are a lesbian couple. They live in Pittsburgh, which is really cool. So they mm -hmm. show like a bunch of Pittsburgh shots in the beginning. And they go home with the other woman <clears throat> for the holidays, but she hasn't told her family yet that she's gay. Oh, boy. And so... She like asks her out of this, you know, moment of like happiness. She's like, come home with me for Christmas. And, and she accepts. And so then on the way there, she's freaking out. So she tells her, hey, I haven't told my family yet. My, by the way, my dad's running for mayor. They're super conservative. You have to be my roommate. Mackenzie Davis. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Mackenzie Davis is her name. Her name's Harper in the movie. That's it. At Harper and Abby. She's like, hey, listen, my dad's running for mayor. My family is super conservative. And so it's just a lot of lessons on acceptance and love and importance of family. And it, I cried. I cried through like the mm -hmm. whole thing. Like so basically like the last or hour or half hour of it. It's, it's a, a movie. movie. <gasps> yeah. Uh, for like the last, ha last half hour, I was crying. I'll watch it tonight. My daughter came down, Willow came down, and she's like, why are you crying, Mommy? And I was oh. like, this movie is just giving me all the feels. <laughs> I'm like, just sit and watch it. Do you know who I loved in that movie was the, the third sister? 
the like super Which awkward one? sister that like yes. loved herself and she was like Jane I love myself yeah Jane she's like the plainest name yes you loved her I know I loved her too because I love myself and I I'm okay, okay with, with that <laughs> she was great um no. no that is she's actually from Pittsburgh Allison what's her name Bree Allison Bree she was oh, in she's community from Mad Men. she was in Mad Men hold on am I, is that the right person yes she was in Mad Men? Yeah, she was the wife of uh, one of the guys. Anyways. She was in Community. Am I thinking of the right person? Is this the one? That's Aubrey Plaza. She's from Parks and Rec. She's also in it, and she's great. Mm -hmm. She's a really great character. Oh, that's what too. she's in. The yes. whole time we were watching Dave and I were like, what is she from? Parks and Rec. What is she from? Awesome. She's Parks and Rec. That's because she's like never smiles in Parks and Rec, mm -mm. and she smiles a lot in this mm -hmm. movie. So it's kind of, she looks, it changes her whole face. It does. Okay, well, I'm very excited to watch this now. So yes, if you have older children or if you don't mind, I don't even think there's like there's nothing. There's that nothing. I let, yeah. Yeah. There's really nothing I wouldn't let younger kids even watch. It's probably like PG thirteen because they're gay. That's, that's, that's the kind of world we live in. Yes. Yeah. It probably yeah. is. Because there's literally in the same way I don't understand people who don't go to therapy. I don't understand people who do not understand like, understand yeah. homosexuality. Mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Super random comment, but my daughter actually asked me today, we we were watching something and it was like, oh, <laughs> there's her stupid Live and Maddie show on Disney. Yes. And the um brother was he asked out three separate girls to go to one thing together. And she said to me, she's like, if you could date any one of those girls, which one would you date? And so I told her, I was like, oh, I like that one because she's, you know, in theater and whatever. And she's like, I like that one because, you know, I don't even remember what the characteristic was. And I was just like, thank God that she's just, and she's very, because I've tried and I've been very conscious to say like, when they see things, they're like, why is that girl kissing another girl? And I'm like, because anyone can love anyone. Right. So, you know, so I just kind of try to keep that message going. Mm -hmm. And so I just, it made me feel so happy. I was like, oh, she's just, you know, seeing love as this fluid thing, like that she can just say, yeah, you know, oh, I would, I would pick that one. And then later on, she was like, when I have a boyfriend, da, da, da. And I was yeah. just like, <laughs> I, you know what, girl? That's how Lily is. Super, it just, it's great. Yeah. I love that fluidity. It makes me happy. Yeah. Anyways, that was a lot. That was a lot about. It's a lot, but I'm gonna check that movie out because it sounds really good. I didn't even know it was a, like I get sometimes I get stuck in Netflix and I forget about Hulu and Prime yeah. and HBO mm -hmm. and whatever else there is. We signed up for the 30 days free Hulu, so I've been like mm. <laughs> utilizing it as much as possible. Gotcha. Gotcha. Have to eat on The Handmaid's Tale. I still haven't done it. Yet. <gasps> yes, you do. I haven't watched it either. Oh, oh immediately. Oh, yeah. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Oh God, is it good? That's what I've heard. So I, that's actually why I wanted to get Hulu. So yeah, we'll get on that. Talk about it too. I will plug it one more time. If you have not yet liked and subscribed, we would love it if you could. And we're still looking to get some more five star if you want or whatever, whatever star. star if you want to give us. <laughs> it's fine on Apple Podcasts, but that does help our show get up into the searches. It's a nice, easy way to support us. Yeah. And to help us hopefully help others as well because that's why we're here that's it um so tonight we are talking with my friend taylor mm -hmm. i'm gonna let her tell you her story but just to give you a preface of what we're speaking about this evening is infant loss she's gonna tell us her story of her daughter mm -hmm. frankie yeah. francesca which yeah. i love yes, i love her <laughs> name too yes. she's like one of my favorite people to talk about so Yay. this is good um, so yeah, I had a daughter in 2016 and long story short, 
I was 30 weeks pregnant in her birthday, September 22nd of 2016. And I was 30 weeks pregnant. September 20th, went to the doctor for a routine prenatal appointment. In retrospect, though, I knew something was wrong for about a week. I was asking my friends, like, hey, do you have a stethoscope? Like my one friend that was a nurse. Yeah. Like, I, can't, I just feel like something's like something's off. Um, it, was, it was my first baby, too. So I didn't know. Like, you right. know, once you're 30 weeks pregnant, you're not really sure what stuff should feel like. And then was like Googling how to get the baby to move more. I also, I also didn't know if it was a girl or boy. I was waiting till birth to find out. So that's that's actually another layer of the story, which was beautiful. But when we found out her gender, actually, my brother's in the Marines and I didn't want to find out if it was a boy or a girl. Dave and I, Dave wanted to find out, but he was like, okay, we can, you can have <laughs> this thing. And But I was so nervous. My brother would be deployed when I had her. So I sent him the gender in an envelope. He was the only one that knew. So that at least if he didn't know she was born, he would know if it was a boy or girl. Right. So he had something. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And it actually being the best, it actually ended up being the best thing ever because when I did find out, um, which is part of what's coming up next. But anyway, so I went in for my doctor's appointment at 30 weeks. Um, it was actually my gestational diabetes test too. So oh. I like chugged that stupid drink. Oh, and then, that's <laughs> and then I was like, I don't feel good. And they were like, I think it's the drink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no. Something's wrong. I haven't felt well for a week. So they, you know, the midwives had me, you know, trying to find her heartbeat. They called another midwife in. She couldn't find it either. So they sent me for an ultrasound. And, you know, this poor girl had to deliver the news that my baby had passed away mm-hmm. and that, you know, then they come in and, and, you know, they're trying to tell you, like, now you're going to be induced and you're going to deliver. And I was saying, no, I'm not doing that. Wow. And they were like, yes, you are. You are. Like, that's how is that, this is going to be. Like, the out. only app option. Yeah. You, or you go into labor naturally eventually. Were you by yourself? Oh I was by myself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because you just thought you were going for the Right. Like, I did. And yeah. it's so crazy because I truly, I truly believe in, like, messages and signs. Mm-hmm. And I was in the shower that morning. And I remember, like, I poked my head out of the shower. And I said to my husband, like, are you sure you don't want to come with me? I feel mm-hmm. really nervous. And he would at the time worked in a corporate job and said, no, I can't go. I, you'll be fine. I can't go. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I remember being in the shower and being like, if he doesn't answer his cell phone, I have to make sure I know the office number. And if he, if we can't find the office number, my mom will find them. So like I had this wow. plan of like how, wow. and yeah. like lo and behold, he wouldn't answer his cell phone. Oh I had to call gosh. my mom. My mom had to call the office. It was like this big thing. So he had about an hour drive to get to me at the hospital where I was. And, um, so he he got there and then um, we we actually decided to call my brother because he was I don't know what he was doing I think he was in California at the time but we called him and he told us it was a girl because I was like I at least want to know mm-hmm. if it's a boy or girl I want to name this baby before we have right, it and right. and not have to like I don't want any more surprises mm-hmm. so it was actually beautiful because my brother told me it's a girl oh, on the phone so before I had her yeah. So that night we went home. I was scheduled to be induced the next day, and I went in the next day for my induction. And I don't know what was going on with like the pressure in the air or something, but literally so many women were coming in in active labor. So they kept pushing me and eventually sent me home. And I was like mortified. I was devastated. Um, oh you know, gosh. but I got home and um, just kind of had another moment in the shower. I remember mm. being in the shower and like hearing like the right people aren't there. The right people aren't there. Ooh, so I was yeah. like, calm. I was like, okay, the right people aren't here. Went in the next day and was induced and had a midwife I had never seen before because he, he's a male, is always booked. Like you can't, he, he's so popular. Everyone loves him. And he was there and delivered oh, Frankie. Wow. So he yeah. was meant to be there. Yeah, he was meant to be there. And now he's been with us for, he was then with us for the next four years. 
because, spoiler alert, I have an almost one-year-old now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it all ended up okay. But, yeah, so it's been a beautiful, beautiful grief and joy coexisting constantly. It's not ever not ever any something that goes away or that I don't think about. But, yeah, yeah, pretty awful. But yeah. So you okay. had two nights at home then. Yeah, I had the 20th like, I'm just imagining because, you know, right. both Sarah and I obviously have kids because we talk all the time, but, like, I'm just imagining the belly and then, like, mm -hmm. laying there and just, right. yeah, and like, just knowing oh that, like, my she, God. what was that like for you? You know what? Like, the blessing sometimes of a trauma response is that you, like, don't remember. Right. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. true. So I remember, like, moments. Like, I remember being in the shower. Like, I remember things. The one thing I do remember is uh, we Dave and I went for a walk, and I do remember one of my neighbors saying, how's the baby? And, oh, no. you know, Dave told them. I do remember that. I have, like, I have like jolted memories, and then it's all kind of, like, fuzzy. But he did tell that one neighbor, which kind of – we had also just moved there. I hadn't lived – we moved from Pennsylvania to Florida three months prior, so I didn't know anybody. I had no support system. I had one really good friend there, which is another layer to this story. But all those women coming in labor in that night, actually, one of my very best friends lives there, and she delivered her baby the same night I delivered Frankie. That's amazing. <laughs> so she has, like, a best uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we had the same doctors, so they were trying to, like, keep me not in the loop that she was in there delivering, but keeping her kind of privy to my situation. And mm -hmm. she obviously knew, but she was trying to hold that baby in, so she came in at, like, nine centimeters dilated because she was, like, I don't want this to be harder for her, but yeah. you know, you're gonna have a baby when you're gonna have a baby. She I can't believe right. she tried colder. <laughs> <laughs> she like labored at home and in the car. That's like, was like that's that like trash. True friendship, right yeah. there. True yeah, friendship. yes. And I remember like being. I had mm -hmm. delivered Frankie maybe a couple hours before, and I heard her husband in the hallway, and um. I was like. John? I like yelled it from my bed and he came running in and he was like, Taylor. And he like saw Frankie and like saw her and you know, was just like hugging us. And like, he was like, Katie's about to like, we were having, she's having a C-section and I'm going to go back. And I was like, yeah, you, know, you <laughs> should probably go. So I said hi. And then he came back and said, you know, it's a girl. And then we were in postpartum rooms right next to each other. So people ask me all the time, like, I can't believe you're even still her friend. And I'm like, A, it wasn't her fault. <laughs> she's going to have a baby when she's going to have a baby. And B, it's she's like her daughter. Her name's Ezra. She's like oh, the God, perfect. Yeah. Ezzy, Ezra Grace. She's like the perfect reminder of what Frankie would be like now. Right. And um, I don't know. It's the it's the best. I remember like getting up when my nurses said I could walk around and like walked right in their room and everyone was like, should we let yeah. her do it? But I just wanted to hold her and be like, you know, let's just try to start to. I don't know what I was thinking actually in that moment, but some out of body thing led me to just make sure that relationship stayed yeah. whole. I'm wondering why someone would say, I can't believe you're still friends with I don't know. I think people really have a hard time fathoming that like when you're like going through something really awful, you also can be like experiencing joy at the same time. I think that's like a really hard yeah. thing to grasp. Oh, meaning that it would be too, too hard. hard. To be yeah. Done. Not okay. that she like did anything wrong, but yeah. like it would be okay. too hard was... to like keep that relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe I worded like... that <laughs> a little intensely. <laughs> like probably like after uh, Scott died when I wanted to trip all the couples. Uh, I like I just was too hard for me to be around anybody. I see. But I was thinking as you were talking and I was like, I wonder this is, you know, I also believe in things of that nature. Yes, and like, if they, if the, 
if they knew each other. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and that was part of it that mm-hmm. you were supposed to like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah almost like they kind of like high fived on their way. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I have chills. Yes. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> and, and, and Frankie was like, can you just like give her a big hug for me? Yeah. Aww. And it's really crazy too, because as he now is like getting of the age where, so they've shared a birthday. So when we right. lived in Florida, we celebrated their birthdays together. So as he knows, like there's this baby that she's ne- this little girl, her age and that she's my baby and it, it it's not this like abstract thing to her like she she talks to me like she's like there like she's oh. like well what does Frankie want this for her birthday like what color balloons does she oh want like she's very like inclusive of her and so I just think that I mean kids they don't model it up like we do no. it's just yeah it is what it is so it's beautiful because she keeps her more present yes. for me than anybody that's really amazing oh my gosh that just like <laughs> makes my heart explode that is beautiful yeah. so with does she live in florida still they still live in florida oh, yeah they're from here sucks. yeah which actually that's a whole other crazy story but she katie is the mom's name she's my friend she was actually best friends she was best friends with my cousin emily who passed away so that's how i know oh, her wow yeah so we have a connection from someone else who passed away that like got us close and then yeah that's very wild mm-hmm. which is why i have to believe in like Absolutely. something else yeah. orchestrating all of this of because it's too much yes to. there's too much not to yeah so when you get to see ezra like what kind of feelings does that evoke for you i mean always good ones i've never and i told date i tell my husband dave this all the time too it's so much harder for people watching it from the outside than it is for me being on the inside mm-hmm. i think if there's like one big lesson that like having frankie taught me was that like i can only like i literally can only digest like the moment i'm in right now i can't mm-hmm. really like let my brain go too far of like what it might be like because she's not here so like i right. just have to allow myself to like experience what at what moments I'm in with her and right. with their family and with all kids in yeah. the moment. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All kids around her age. Yeah. yeah. Or is it all kids in general? Is it just... No. No. Yeah, like sometimes if people say like, oh, she's four. Like if I meet a new family and they're like, this is so-and-so, she's four. Oh, like a ping will go off like, Frankie's four. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, then I can kind of be like, oh, she'd be in preschool. Like then yeah. I can kind of start to make comparisons or or like what my life might look like. But I, it doesn't last very long. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fleeting. Good. Kind of very tangible things because, like, this is what I think about myself in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, because we always put our own selves, we're very selfish like that, but that's just kind of human nature, right? Right. Sure. Like, how, how did you handle, like, I'm sure you had the room ready. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you had, like, all of you had the baby shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how was that? Mm-hmm. That was probably the hardest thing because it was just such a visible reminder yeah so her room was done and I just kept the door closed for a long Mm -hmm. time the Mm -hmm. door is just closed and then about two years later and actually um we had we had registered a bye bye baby and I had like won some Instagram contest of theirs so when I posted about Frankie passing they reached out to me and offered to come pick up everything they were amazing wow yeah yeah they had a girl that worked for them her name's Jen that did my registry and she um was like, we will send a truck out there and take everything and you don't have to be home. You know, we'll do whatever you want. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I was like, no, I I just want to keep the door closed. So I just closed the door. And then um, a couple years later, it was literally like two years. I didn't go in there. And then I like kind of cleaned it up and organized what I wanted to keep and what I wanted to like not see anymore. And then it was kind of an empty room. And then when I had my daughter now, we still live there. 
And that was supposed to be her room. I had the whole thing set up and last minute I couldn't do it. I made my husband switch her room to my office and my office into that room because it, I just was like, I just need a fresh, sure. like that was her room. It would still be her room and Joy right. would be in this room. So I had to kind of like flip flop them, but yeah, yeah, so that was hard. How was your experience then when you're with your pregnancy with Joya? Oh my gosh. Was it just anxiety filled? Yes. And that's why, you know, people already, she's not even one yet. And they're like, are you going to have another? And I'm like, <laughs> my gosh, like the anxiety marathon like yeah. it's not just like the physical it's like the mental but I had the best staff ever so I, I immediately am now always considered like in a high risk category so my midwife got me set up with a high risk doctor that he loved her bedside manner he loved how she communicated with moms so she was amazing got a good plan for us. So I had weekly scans. So I only had a week to be like freaking out. Yeah. And then I would see her and you know, they would do amazing. Yeah. They call it a BPP. I think it's called a biophysical profile or something, but there's 10 markers they look for. And she has to get like a 10 out of a 10 for me to pass or else I have to stay for non-stress tests. And I only had to stay, I think twice. And she was fine when she was on that monitor, but also, Joya was like the best. Like she never stopped moving. I would be like, okay. Like, anytime I would get like a ping of anxiety, she would like punch me. Like she yeah. was like constantly moving. So I would say like the beginning of the pregnancy was the hardest because I couldn't right. feel anything mm-hmm. and you know, just kind of going off of how I felt. But once I could feel her moving, she was constant. And she is now too, so it's not. Mm-hmm. But she was just <laughs> I'd be like, oh, when was the last time she moved? And she'd be like, do like four like karate chops. And I'd be like, okay, we're good. Yeah. She was great. Oh my gosh, she's the cutest. Oh, she is. Her name is Joya, which is Italian for Joy, because of Frankie's middle name being Joy. She's Francesca Joy. And she could not have been named more appropriately. Like no. I sometimes I look at her and I'm like, you are literally like a bundle of joy. Yes, like, she I is. Can't. She's the epitome of bundle of she joy. She is. Like mm-hmm. her smile, like her eyes disappear. Yep. And she just <laughs> Her cheeks are so edible. Oh, yeah, and she's almost one and still has no teeth, so she's just like all gums. <laughs> so her smile is just like extra. It's so great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and she smiles at everybody, and she waves, she's and like, she gives the peace sign, and she's uh-huh. just like the cutest. So, thing did ever. you give birth in Florida or here? In Florida, okay. we just moved back here in August. Oh, okay, yeah. And my husband, since we had Frankie, actually like left his corporate job and works for himself now, so he was at every single appointment, which was every week. So that was great. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, when I'm anxious, I, like, don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And he's such a talker, so I'd be like, shut up. Like, on the back of the hospital, he'd be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, everything. Just don't say words. What do you mean, what's wrong? You don't know what's wrong. I words. I love it. <sighs> but, you know. So there has been a lot of exposure lately mm-hmm. with stillborn infant loss because of um, Chrissy Teigen and Meghan Markle, mm-hmm. celebrities, and they've been very open about their stories yeah. and kind of sharing them with mm-hmm. the world. So what are your feelings on that? How does that make you feel when you see posts like that? Yeah. So when Chrissy Teigen posted hers, my DMs like filled, like it, everyone was sending it to me. At first, I just was kind of like, like sometimes when I see that, my my like automatic response is I kind of numb out to it. Like I don't want to like feel it. Mm-hmm. I've talked to you about Enneagram. I'm a seven. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to feel my bad feelings. I just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <makes sense. laughs> yeah. I'm the enthusiast. So I'm just like, mm, let's just like, <laughs> I was feeling good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my initial instinct is to just kind of like ignore it, but then I obviously will circle back to it. Like when I'm ready to like sit in there with it. And I just, sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, a celebrity posted about it. So now it has like all this awareness Mm -hmm. and attention and I'm kind of upset that it takes that for people to understand it. But at the same time, I'm like, thank God, because now it's not this like screaming into like a canyon. I feel like I'm doing sometimes like nobody's listening and you know, specifically to her, she 
got a lot of backlash because of the picture she posted with her loss mm-hmm. announcement. I don't know what to call it announcement. Loss post people just were like tearing her apart but what I was so upset by was that pretty much every lost mom has those pictures and it's our nurses and the medical staff that make sure we have them because that's all you get like that's what you leave with is a box of pictures Mm -hmm. and a blanket it just I just was so frustrated that people were like trying to make it that she was asking for attention and I'm like this is the last thing you would ever want attention for um and she just also like just the way she handled it and then the, her next post was like I really don't give a crap what any of you are saying yeah. and I just was like you know moms like me like lost we need to hear that because I'm mm-hmm. I've never shared a picture of Frankie I've shared her feet but the only reason I haven't is because like I'm so afraid of like even if no one says something to me like what are they saying to their friend like yeah behind my back or like what are they saying about her she's like my baby but that's and your baby right. that's yeah. your baby yeah. picture yeah, yeah. right yeah so it's just it's just one of those things that I like have never I've chose to like kept keep to myself yeah I just I'm so grateful for her that she did share Mm -hmm. she was sharing her whole pregnancy too like she was like what was I supposed to do just like right act like this whole thing evaporated and like never address it right exactly yeah very pregnant like I can't just say like this never happened and then uh, Meghan Markle recently shared Mm -hmm. about her miscarriage too and I just I'm grateful for her too because she's just in such a like perfection spotlight Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah and I had an early loss too after Frankie so it's definitely just like such a layered type of grief and yeah it's just the more people that can talk about it is a good thing I don't think anyone sharing is ever a bad thing because there's more people that need to hear it that have said me too you know my grandma my dad's mom when I had Frankie called me and said I had a little boy before my first baby and he was still born and I never saw him I never got to hold him and I was she was like early 20s 21 maybe maybe 20 and she was like I just had to walk around like (laughs) what was that that's Roomba (laughs) 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 no something is that your grandma (laughs) she's still (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's my uncle because it's not even lit up anyways whenever we're talking about something like this and something like that happens oh it's who someone is messing with somebody is messing with it 100 and i will say do you obviously you do remember at scott's celebration of life and you were talking and the ceiling started to leak yes like not like (laughs) drip 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 but like (laughs) and then water coming behind me his picture falls flat Flat out And she's like, okay, Scott. (laughs) We get it. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. But anyways, yeah, my grandma, who's like in her 80s, never had talked about this baby. And you know what? There's so many people who haven't. Yeah. Especially in that generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just wasn't normal. Just like everything. Yeah. Right. Wasn't normalized. Right. They just took that baby from her. And he was born alive and (gasps) died in respiratory distress. 
Oh my yeah. gosh. Mm -hmm. oh. She never saw him. They said he was sick and took her, took him. Wait, she didn't get to hold him? Mm -mm, mm -mm. Because it was he was apparent sick, yeah. when he came out mm -hmm. that there was something wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Poor thing. Did you have a good conversation with her? Was she able to open up to you or? So she's a very, um, she keeps her cards close to her chest kind of woman. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she even said it to me, right. I was like, grandma, like I call her granny. I didn't say grandma. I said granny. Like I never knew. My dad never told me that. And I said, what was his name? And she said, John. And that's also my dad's name. Mm -hmm. So she, you know, eventually named her last baby, John also. Yeah. It was very short couple sentence conversation, but she said it. And she was very adamant about me coming over to her house that day. Like she was like, I really need to see you. I really need to see you. So it was like, she definitely needed to just mm -hmm. tell you that have person. a me too conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel like either friends or the hospital staff, like what were the things that people did right that made you feel like yeah. a little bit better, I guess, or just like not worse? Yeah. So my friends, okay. So I, I guess I can just like plug them really quick. My I got involved with an organization called the Finley Project, and they actually are like a seven-step holistic program to help grieving moms. Um, and so an acquaintance had messaged me when I had posted that this all happened and said, my friend has this nonprofit organization, you should reach out to her. And the first thing that they did was just make sure that we were okay financially. Do you need groceries? What do you need? Like, wow. do you need money for the burial? Wow. Got me a therapist. Oh, that's wonderful. Cleaned my house. Oh my god. Sent oh me in for a massage. Yeah, there was like seven things. That's amazing. Um, that yeah. was me smacking my legs. So yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very, very beautiful organization. And I'm like, Noelle, um, she founded it. Her daughter Finley passed actually on August 16th of 2013. And I only know that because it's the same day my cousin passed away. Oh exact same day and year. So I was like, I was like very praying very hard. Like, should I like get involved with this organization? Should I take this, these services? And when I saw like that date, I was like, okay, that's another little link. Mm -hmm. So she kind of set the precedence of for like what I could expect and tell people I needed. And so I think like from the beginning, I remember having a phone conversation with her and she just said, okay, you have two choices right now. Denounce anything you've ever believed in in your life. You can live a miserable life. This can be the end for you. Or you can like lean in to all of this good stuff that we're going to do for you and that other people will do for you. And you just have to like take it. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I, you know, hope that you choose the latter, but those are your choices right now. And I remember hanging up with her and being like, well, shit, she didn't make that very much of a hard decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. You know, I just started having conversations with my friends. Please talk about her. Like, don't feel like you can't say her name or, or ask me questions. I love talking about her. I think the biggest thing is people, I would get messages like a year later, like, oh, by the way, I'm so sorry. I just didn't want to bring it up because maybe you were having a good day and I didn't want you to feel bad if I brought her up. Hmm. And I would be like, I'm thinking about her every day. So like, you yeah. can't bring her up and make me be like, oh, I forgot that happened to me. Like, I'm always <laughs> yeah. gonna think of her. Yeah. So I would rather you bring it up. And I'll have, I have friends now that just will randomly text me and be like, I'm thinking of Frankie today. She popped in my head and that's like the most beautiful yeah. sound is like your baby's name. So right. like yeah. just hearing her name. People she's helped and just by sharing her little story and yeah, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, when people ask me oh I get messages all the time my friend just lost a baby what can I do for her I say clean their house get yes. their house clean for them hire someone to clean their house mm -hmm. yeah that's what um my friends did for me too and it was amazing it's, yeah you don't even think it's that bad and then you like walk Ugh. into the like a like clean because house. you do not care 
Mm-hmm. Like you are mm-hmm. like, this place mm-hmm. can be a shithole. I don't mm-hmm. care. No. Yeah. But once it's clean, you're like, oh. Yeah. I can kind of tackle another thing way yes. down now because right. this yes. isn't like it's in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, there's something about being in a clean space as opposed to anything that's chaotic. Yeah. And I think that's something that's hard for, you know, it's definitely hard when you're in the grieving process. The last thing you want to do is clean your house. Right. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is anything of any kind of responsibility, basically, yeah. because being alive and feeding yourself and possibly taking a shower is pretty much the extent for a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. So the other thing, just hospital <clears throat> staff wise, and I don't, I have heard from so many friends that this was not the case for them is my midwife always called Frankie by her name. So he would always say to me, like going through my pregnancy with Joya, especially like if we were talking about something with that pregnancy, he didn't talk about that pregnancy. He talked about Frankie. Mm, Um, He would email me and like always say her name. And whenever he, we still keep in contact now because I guess it would be crazy to, for, to come full circle. I guess that's what every person who delivers a stillbirth wants to see that like, you know, full circle moment Mm -hmm. for family. So he wants to know about Joya and like how it's going with her. And he always says like thinking of you, Dave, Frankie and Joya, like always includes her. And that's just been really nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's really nice. You know, I was reading some things today just on my Instagram feed. So on our unqualified therapists who we follow on our Instagram feed is a lot of other mental health organizations. Mm -hmm. So I, it's been really good actually looking at that feed because I'm getting like reinforcements of things that I'm forgetting, you know, Mm -hmm. as a, a person to even tell myself, you know, on a daily basis, like, but one of the things just really stood out to me and I felt like it was sort of like a message for tonight because we were talking, I knew we were talking tonight, but it said that when you have a loss, it is better to say, I don't know what to say mm-hmm. than to say nothing yes. at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, since all of us have experienced loss, we all can agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just something that people, if you are, if you have a friend or somebody close to you that's lost someone, don't ignore it. Don't ignore yeah. it. Don't act like it didn't happen because you are uncomfortable. Yeah. Your awkwardness can exist for a few minutes mm-hmm. because they are feeling horrendous for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Um, and just varying degrees. So, you know, get over the awkwardness and just mm-hmm. say, I just don't know what to yeah. say. And you remember, like, do you guys remember? I remember very specific people who showed up for yes. me. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. I yes. do too. Yeah. In ways that I really needed. And it was like mm-hmm. so simple, like literally just like rang my doorbell. They were like, I'm not coming in. And just right. left it. I'm leaving this stuff yeah. on your porch. Yeah. 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 But I was like, maybe in the moment I was like, no, no, come in. Or I was like, okay, bye. You know, like, yeah. maybe I did want their presence, but they physically showed up Yes. and gave me the option to like say no, thank you. Or right. didn't ask me what to bring. Mm-mm. That's mm-hmm. the best part. Yeah. yeah. Just bring just something. Bring something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Just yeah. bring it. You and I have talked about this before. The, what do you need? What can I do for you? Mm-hmm. And I hate, I hate <laughs> it so much. And I, I, I try so hard not to say it to people, but if there's that part on the other side where you're like, I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I don't want to buy them something they don't want. I don't want like all of these things. Again, better to do something than nothing. Yeah. Right. Just show up. And yeah. I don't even know what yeah. you can drop yes. off, but drop something off. Mm-hmm. Even um, a card. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The I, cards that I got. Oh, gosh. I just I think the mail that you got oh from my people gosh. that you didn't even know. I knew would you. go out to the mailbox and be like, who is this person? Exactly. And like, I have to look them up on Facebook and I would be like, so and so's mom, sister's. Yes. Aunt. Yeah. Wow. Sent me a and book I still on something. Like, right. Yeah look at that. I still mm-hmm. look at those cards. Like that all means so much. But one thing that you said that, that you mentioned that's so important is to say their name. Mm-hmm. You are yeah. never going to upset 
the person who lost someone. No, because I, I promise you, they're thinking about them all the time, anyways. Just mm-hmm. like you said, and saying their name, I don't know what it is, but it like that's like soothing. It's so mm-hmm. soothing because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they did exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody else remembers. Right. Yeah. It's not just me. Yeah. So it's not offensive at all. No, not at all. And I think I spend so much time, like I spend more time trying to like not make other people uncomfortable about it than is worth. <laughs> and, it's That's like, so awful. I, I know. I'm like, like if people now ask for the longest time, I was like always the one that was like, we had a baby. She passed away. We had a baby. She passed mm-hmm. away. Like it was just part of my speech, like my elevator pitch when I met new people. Now I like lean out because we have Joya, but my husband does it. Mm-hmm. He cannot let, and I'm so grateful because I'm like, okay, I had to like take my foot off that gas a little bit, but he always says, no, she's our second. We had a baby. She passed away. Mm. He's the one who told me. Did he? Mm -hmm. It's taken four years, which is so crazy how just people grieve differently and it's not a straight line. um, No, never. Yeah. And for me now, I'm like, it's like a whole other thing. But for him, he's like really in that place where he can say it all the time and take it off my shoulders. That's nice. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I'm so glad that you had that organization and we're going to get the information at the end of the episode um, Mm -hmm. just so that everybody can find it because that's incredible because I think her telling you to lean in or that's an option Mm -hmm. is to lean in and accept is one of the hardest things for some people to do. I think most people, honestly, I don't think I know one person that's like super comfortable with just saying I need help. Yeah. I will say that is like when that allowed me the space to like become an advocate for myself Mm -hmm. and to ask for help. Like I'm not shy about it now. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm so comfortable saying, no, I can't do this right now. I can't handle this right it's funny now. funny how it changes you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I physically don't have the space for things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just feel it. Like, it's not. Yeah. And it's, I'm totally fine saying that. So have you hit a point? I'm waiting for this point to happen for me. So it hasn't happened for me. And my losses occurred many, many years ago. So I'm waiting for this point to happen where I say, because I tr- I truly believe everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I tr- And I know that's like the most cliched thing you can possibly say. But I do believe it because... I'm not a fan of that. I, <laughs> I 100% believe it because... You even, go for it, girl. Even when... I'm going to get my neck adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't let them crack your neck. The only two things we differ on. Go yes. on. I'm waiting for that moment where I say, this is the reason that I lost my dad. Mm. This is the reason I lost my brother. Like there's, and I know that there's a possibility of that never happening. Yeah. But I'm waiting for that moment to happen so that I can say like something came out of it. I think, and I think it has a lot to do with searching for the meaning that we do as humans. You want closure. Yes. You want closure of some sense. You want to know that it wasn't in vain there, you know, that something good came out of it. Yeah. Do you wonder that or have you hit that point? (sighs) I don't ever say that because I think I can just, I can spiral so hard on that. Yeah. Like everything happens for a reason. What could possibly have been the reason that this like little innocent baby? I know. Yeah. So I can really like spiral or, you know, anyone, anyone. I try to just say like, okay, this did happen. And so something can be better and that could be me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I can be better for this. I can be better for her. I can be better for Joya. Mm -hmm. Um, And having Joya now is like now this whole other thing, because I used to get like so frustrated when I would see like parents on social media, like complaining about their kids. And I'd be like, all I want is a baby. Like, how dare you complain? And now I have one. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Good. So maybe you weren't like, no. after I said it, I was like, I should not have complained about my no. kids. No, it's like this whole thing that I've been saying forever is like grief and joy can coexist. And like, you can be exhausted as hell, but still like love the shit out of that little thing. Yeah. yeah she's so joyful. She's so joyful, but she's also exhausting. And I think just like coming to terms with motherhood and parenthood is just like so many layers of love and grief and like you're grieving who you were before you had these kids mm-hmm. and like it's just this whole mixture of things and having joy has really opened me up to like giving people so much more grace than I did when I it was just mm-hmm. Frankie yes. because yes I just was pissed when yes. it was but joya has really made me be like mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they weren't crazy right yeah <laughs> yeah speaking of crazy <laughs> Um, so I'm just going to give a little story of something that happened to me and see if this is, you've experienced this at all. So when I was in college, my, that's when my dad passed away. So I was 20, I think I was 22, but he, um, had colon cancer and he passed away from that in my senior year of college. There was a girl in my sorority who came home. She had been drinking. So I now look back and think I should have just turned and walked away. (laughs) She had been drinking and she started like just poking at me, you know, and just like saying I was by myself. Everybody was going out partying. I couldn't Mm -hmm. like I was still in that. So it had been three months since my dad had passed. And it was like just back to school because he passed in November. And so we were like coming back in for the second semester. Mm -hmm. And so she was just like giving me shit. And she's like, "Ah, you know, you're just staying home and you don't want to see anybody anymore. And like, God, you're so, you know, boring now and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just lost my dad three months ago. Like, can you cut me a little slack? Mm -hmm. And she actually like flipped a switch and fucking wigged out on me and was like, that was three months ago. Get over it. And like, I was, so I like instantly, because you know, I grew up in West Virginia. So obviously I'm a super ghetto. And I was like, just like went after her. She grabbed her keys and like tried to like stab me with her keys. And then this other girl came out and she had to separate us. And it was this whole thing. Also, I was 22 and in college. Anyway, (laughs) the hardest age to be great. Yes. So have you had any kind of um, backlash like that? Like where people just don't understand. She just didn't understand loss, period. But Mm -hmm. I have seen and I know we've talked about I don't know if it was you that was telling me or someone else was saying that after the loss of um, and it might have been somebody that had a miscarriage or it could have been you where somebody had said like, why are, why are you still grieving or why yeah. is this? Why are you still talking why about are you this? Still, yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot because I like wrote, a, I post a lot and I write a lot and I share a lot and people are like, I've had a couple of messages, which always it's like just a couple that can just mm-hmm. twist the mic. Oh, but you're like, there's hundreds of like really mm-hmm. good ones, but um, you know, why are you still talking about this? You are like missing out on your life with Joya because all you're doing is talking about Frankie. And I'm like, that's actually not what's happening at all. No. But yes, they don't understand. And I usually just ask them like, oh, like, have you lost a child? Mm-hmm. And they say, no, they don't understand. Um, or if they do, I'm like, okay, well, great. Then we are just grieving differently. Like, mm-hmm. this is how I choose to share. And, you know, I've been asked to talk one-on-one with moms who have lost babies and I can't do it. Like yeah. I cannot sit down with another mom in like an orchestrated setting. Like mm-hmm. if it comes up, it's like an, Oh, like it's like a natural conversation, but to offer support to someone just newly going through it, being like four years out of it, I just can't, I like close up and I can't like figure out what to say and I get all awkward, but I can write and I can like speak to masses and I can mm-hmm. write to, you know, I can just like share that way. So it's just, everyone does it differently and that's totally fine. I always like to say too, how every mom does everything the right way. Like every mom's way is the right way. Right. Every mom's way of grieving yeah. is also the right way. Every person's way yeah. of grieving. Every absolutely. person's way of grieving yeah. is the right way. You're very graceful though. Yeah. 
Um, you are. I knew. Yeah, I'm sure it took you a while to get there, but the way that you handle it is um, really beautiful because I think you're sharing your story and you can get your story across because you're not letting like the barriers of people's ignorance mm -hmm. like yeah. get in your way. Yeah. And so you're teaching someone something and that's super selfless because, mm -hmm. you know, they're saying asinine things, but they don't even know what they're saying is mm -hmm. asinine. So they're just, no. you know, and you're, you're educating people. And I, I know personally, that's a very challenging spot to be in. Mm -hmm. So I just think you're doing a fabulous job doing oh, that. Thank you. I have had lots of therapy. <laughs> uh, yes, that's our girl, and this is why I like her. Yeah. See, people, therapy, therapy, it works. Yes, because I can just say all the nasty shit there, and then she can yeah. help me direct that. It's yeah. like more useful. I know. <laughs> it's yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so with you because I'll be like, I really just want to tell this person this and like spell it all out, and she's like, But what's that gonna do for you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Or like going to do for them let's and let's play this out. And yeah, I'm like I don't want to play this out. Oh, yeah. I just want to say it. It's gonna end bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that, but it's gonna make me feel really good for like ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but you are a beautiful writer too. Your posts are yeah. so well written and just relatable, and you write them like a mom. And you should follow Taylor Molitierno. Mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll post it as well. Yes, we'll post it so that she doesn't have to spell it out. But she's on Facebook. Are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. Yes. Instagram. I'm on the gram. <laughs> What's your Instagram? It's Tay Molitierno. Tay. Yeah. Take the lure off. <laughs> No lure. No lure. So my biggest question is, and I like asking this to anyone that's going through any kind of trauma experience, mm -hmm. is what do you wish people would know before mm -hmm. talking with you, engaging with you? Um, or other people. For other people. Oh, other people who have gone through this. No. No, no, no. Or no. that know someone who might have. Anyone. Yes. yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I definitely have written a vlog on this, so now I'm like racking my brain. Like basically the same. We could link it up. Yeah, don't <laughs> worry. Taylorholisherno.com. <laughs> it's yes. all in there. Saying their name and then just accepting their no. Mm -hmm. I think my friends that um, were just so sensitive to like give me the out. Like they they always would say like I had one friend in particular who'd be like I would love to like go get our nails done or get sushi or come to your house or do nothing. Like yeah. she always gave me the choice of be like D. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I want to do nothing. Yeah. Because there were just some days I was just like, you know, Can't I just want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. And then ask you again, right? Yeah. Like, don't go away then. Yes. She Come would back continuously <laughs> say, yeah, continuously checking on me. And I think I was actually talking to my cousin about this the other night. And this is actually funny because I saw it on Chrissy Teigen's post recently. Mm -hmm. She said, I think they're like a couple months out. And she was like, these weeks have just been like the worst, but I'm starting to like laugh again. I'm starting to feel again. And I remember those days like laughing and being like, oh, like that felt yeah. interesting. If you're watching your friend go through something like this, like just know like they might look crazy. Like I have pictures that come up on my memories that I'm like, I'm wearing everything I loved at one time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I must have just really needed to feel. Oh. I love that. I have like my favorite purple eyeshadow on, like hot pink lipstick. Oh my, my God, hair, like it. the highest crazy, but like just like, oh, this looks nice. I love this. And just would put it all on at once and then like post myself on social media. So just know like they might look a little bit crazy and that's okay. That's like part of it. Just whatever they're doing is. <laughs> Go with it. Yeah. Just go with I it. texted my cousin. I was like, these outfits, like, why didn't you say anything? And she was like, girl, you were dealing with some shit. I didn't know what to <laughs> say. So, like, I was just letting you wear that stuff. Um, you need it, too. Like, people bought me so much jewelry, and I would, like, wear it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you were so good. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm more apt to, I'm a lipstick girl. Uh-huh. And when I feel like shit, lipstick is uh-huh. like it for me. I will put on my red lips and I'm like, I feel yeah. better. <laughs> the best was I was going at the time I started going to a grief support group and where I, where I lived was like, no one was under seven years old. So it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would walk in wearing those outfits. <laughs> now I like think back and I'm like, oh my God. You I fit me. right in. Yeah, I do. my hair and stuff yeah. and I'd be like trying crazy like Pinterest hair <laughs> ponytail tutorial I don't even know but oh it's so good <laughs> just let your friends go through it yes <laughs> oh that is like the third time though that we've kind of talked about don't go away and mm-hmm. give the option of the out yeah I mean because you you've said it now you've said it I've said it it's yeah give the option of the out and yeah. then come back and again. come back uh-huh. again keep asking don't it's not about you. Yeah. It's yeah. not about you. They didn't say she no because they don't want to do anything. Yeah. 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 It's not about you. <laughs> just right now, like maybe the thought of getting yes. a shower was just yes. too much. Exactly. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want people to know about your story and about Frankie in particular? Mm, that's a hard question. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I think just to reiterate, like grief and joy can coexist. And I think. I love that you say that. Yeah. It's like my, I say to myself, it's like my mantra, like grief and joy can co- coexist. I can be really sad and look at Joya and be like so grateful for her at the same time and um I think just and I think my uncle said this to me one time too like you actually couldn't experience joy if you never experienced grief oh my gosh so true so yeah true. like grief is like joy is like a byproduct of yeah. having experienced mm-hmm. that grief yeah. so just allowing yourself to have them both exist and you can miss something and love your life at the same time sure yeah, mm-hmm. so true. Oh my gosh! And go to therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. go to therapy, people. <laughs> just go. Yeah, to this therapy. doesn't happen organically. Yeah. No, no. I just really. This was the first time that I've met Taylor mm-hmm. and heard her story. So it was a beautiful thing to hear it with all of you for the first time. And I just, I really appreciated it. I, did. I think Thanks that, for having um, me. Yeah, that was a lot of good Thank stuff so for all of us much. to know. And um, I, I say this to everyone, and I just I truly mean it. I appreciate you sharing your story. We think that stories heal, and that's why we do what we do absolutely 100% stories heal so don't judge people for sharing their stories mm-hmm. out there in the social media world and the real world <laughs> <laughs> if somebody is telling you they're telling their story it's because one it's cathartic for them and two it's because they hope that someone out there doesn't mm-hmm. feel lonely so or alone as alone mm-hmm. and that they're the only ones feeling that way so right you are helping someone else by doing that and there's no judgment that needs to happen be nice (laughs) be nice people (laughs) that's my lesson of the day be nice (laughs) be nice okay no (laughs) we're gonna put all of uh, Taylor's information so you can check out her blog and her social media and follow her story thank you guys for coming back and taking a listen again if you have anything that you want to talk with us about if you want to come on and share your story you can email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com you can hit us up on the Facebook at unqualified therapists <laughs> so we're the some places and we're not the some places so it's just a technical, it's a technical it situation a technical problem but anyways we would love to hear from you um that's our favorite thing to um, know what you're thinking and what you want to hear about so hopefully this helped someone out there absolutely i think it, it most definitely did thank you so, Taylor. Thank, thank you so you. much hugs i love you 
If you are looking for support from an infant loss of your own, please lean in and accept help. The Finley Project is here specifically for moms just like you. To support The Finley Project, head to www.thefinleyproject.org. That's V-F-I-N-L-E-Y project.org. Special thank you to our guest, Taylor, for being open and vulnerable with us in an effort to help other moms. For her blog, find her at taylormolitierno.com. T-A-Y-L-O-R-M-O-L-I-T-I-E-R-N-O.com. And follow her on Instagram at taymolitierno. This episode was brought to you by Amy Baumgartner and Sarah Simone. Production and editing for this podcast by Sarah Simone. Our theme song was written and produced by Vince Cassis and performed by Sarah Simone. If you have a topic around mental health that's been weighing on you, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. We appreciate your reviews on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to bring you episodes just like this. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unqualified Therapists Inc. Until next week, friends, remember, hold on. We're gonna make it.